morning. Good 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 morning. You know, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I need a new opening other than good morning. I, I guess I want this to be a radio, uh, a morning, almost like a morning radio show. This is something that people should listen to in the car on their way to work or while they have coffee in their house. Good morning. Good morning. This is What's the Point? Good morning. October 23rd, 2018. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to What's the Point? My name is Gregory Cankrin. And I'm joined here with my lovely and always beautiful wife with, my, as my daughter said, the most beautiful ears she's ever seen, Amy Cankrin. She, she did say that. And I took that compliment and ran with it. I love my ears. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. We're here on Tuesday, October 23rd. Hope you're having a great morning, and thank you for um, bringing us into your morning. Um, how you doing, Amy? I'm good. I'm doing good. It's a pretty day today. Bright sunshine. Really mild temperatures. You know, it's nice. It's very nice. Beautiful morning. About uh, Started out at about 68 degrees here in Barcelona, Spain, and it's going up to about 74 and um, we're gonna be we're we're. Did you hear that we're um, uh, we're getting a new weather girl? Uh huh. I hear she's beginning either toward the end of this week or next week. Okay. And she's gonna give a weather um a, around the country, and then we're gonna have um. I think we're gonna have some kind of correspondence. That are going there. That are going to provide weather from different parts of the world, like France and 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 Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> and and um, you said France. Yes. And Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. Okay. And uh and and Kiev. Okay. Such random the, the, locations. The Ukraine and Alaska. Such random locations. So I look mm-hmm. forward to it. Australia and um, and uh, Thailand. Australia. Anytime someone says Australia now, I think of the 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 idea of the large, deadly, unique animals. Yeah, it's spiders. <laughs> it's actually spider season there right now. What is? They have a season for spiders. They do. Is that a thing? Yeah, they do. They have a season for spiders. I couldn't do that. I couldn't I couldn't get through spider season. I mean, I guess you can get used to anything, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Just thinking about it makes my skin crawl. Check this out. I saw this um this article that they did in God, I think it was National Geographic or something online. And they showed a park, you know the um the park benches and the tables, the picnic tables and, and benches. Yeah. You know that standard wooden picnic table with the bench? Yeah. And you could hardly see it. It was like draped in spiderweb. 
a huge spider web, the whole thing. Is it you multiple? You couldn't even see it. Is it multiple spiders? Is it like rain season? Rainy From what season? I understand, there are like billions of spiders that are in the uh, spider eggs that are and and spiders that have made this web Oof. that you know they have the largest land crabs in the world also these land crabs that attach themselves to mailboxes houses it's australia's got some real strange stuff down there yeah i i don't know if i could do that so when are we going well i'm not going i can't <laughs> i can't go i mean maybe to the cities like because you know spider city doesn't happen in like um Melbourne or I really don't Sydney, know. right? I, I don't know. But this it, is more in the countryside. I really don't know. They have, you know, the stuff that affects the um, population there is generally, you know, it's you know, Australia's not a country, it's a continent. So, you know, this you know, it's very hard to It's a country as well. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's a continent. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of um of of, of it's hard to Control nature, especially in an area so large. Okay. And I was reading um, this book, Sapiens, mm-hmm. and it tells about... Who is that by? Who is, do you remember? I don't. I'll have to look it up. But it's if you just Google Sapiens, it's an excellent book. S-A-P-I-E-N-S. Yeah. And, like um, Homo sapiens. Is, yes. Like a like like people. Humans, yes. Okay. And it's about the evolution of, of humans um, on Earth from the earliest history to now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's a really eye-opening book. Um, I still haven't finished it yet. It's so, it's so heavy. And... I was reading about it, and that led me to to research evolution as far as human movement from Africa to the rest of the world and how they got there. Okay. And um, how they got to Australia. A lot of things are still not known. It's almost like one day they just popped up in Australia. You know, they don't have a specific... Migration pattern. Correct, because it's almost like how did these very early humans cross the ocean from Africa and get all the way to Australia. Correct. You know, what was going on back then? That's some and, rough water down there, too. Correct. So it's like, how did they do that? They didn't have the technology. But they were saying that because Australia was cut off from the rest of the world, in essence, because it is a continent mm-hmm. so far away, mm-hmm. the animals and the um, evolution of animals on Australia was like, no, no is like nowhere else. So they had, um, they were talking about the migration from Africa going north through the Middle East, north through Europe, Mm -hmm. um, Russia, Mm -hmm. cutting over that strait. Yeah, in Alaska. In Alaska. And that's how (laughs) humans got to the Americas. (coughs) Excuse me. And when they got to the Americas, then they went south. You know, this is just over thousands of years. Right. And they went south. And everywhere humans went. Right. Animals became extinct. <laughs> wow. So there were animals on, um, like, say, the North American continent or the American continent. Mm-hmm. And as the human migration went south, animals that used to exist stopped existing. But when they got to Australia, the animals that they saw were insane, yeah. like huge um, rats. 
you know, rats that grew to... 40 pounds. Yeah, 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 50. Well, they're still there now. Correct. Actually, the animals that are in Australia are still smaller than it was when humans first got there. But they have like, they had like kangaroos that were huge, just huge animals. And today, Australia is still a place with very, very unique yes. species of, of animals. animals. Yeah. That um, that book um, *Sapiens* is uh, is kind of a must read, I think. Yes. And that um, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, Yuval Noah Harari. He's an Israeli. Yes. He's from Israel. Yes. And um, he also wrote a follow up to this book, which is I don't remember, but <laughs> it's. The Sapiens takes us from zero to now. Okay. And his next, his follow-up book um, takes us from now into the future. And he thinks and what he thinks will happen. He feels that this is, our time now is the last time that we're going to have humans. That we're going to evolve because of medical advancements. Okay. And that we are going to be hybrid humans in the next few hundred years between bioengineering and where science is today and what they're working on. Okay. He feels like... That people are going to evolve. Yeah, through science. Right. Not through nature, right. through science. The populations will evolve through science. The book was first written in Hebrew, um, Omodias. That's the a new brief one. History of Tomorrow. That's the that's the follow up to Sapiens. Gotcha. So so instead so of So Sapiens is from zero, zero to, to now. now. Correct. And uh Homo Deus Homo Deus Deus, yeah. Deus is, is from now to the future as far as humans are concerned and how technology and science So what are we going to be? We're going to be like a brain in a glass jar and and we're going to be like having robotics do everything for us or something like I'm, that. That's one way to think of it. I think that it's going to be more health because look how look how us humans have evolved in the last say 200 years. Look how long people are living now. Yeah. Um oh, did you how hear how much bigger we are? How yeah. much taller and stronger? Did you, well, some some people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are still very, very small cultures out there, right. or peoples out there. Right. Um, <laughs> did you hear? Spain has passed Japan for the longest life span. Spain. Uh, the longest lifespan. Lifespan, yeah, for people. Really. Mm-hmm. I can see it. It's all the red wine. Yeah, it's a lot of wine. And no pasta nada. Everybody smokes. Yes. And everybody it, smokes in Spain. Not They're, everybody, but I'd okay. say 60. 70%. You say 70? <laughs> I would say 60% of the, the population. I see kids that are like 14, 12, 13, 14 that are puffing on a cigarette before they go into school. Maybe they just. With their teachers. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, they're all, they're all standing out front talking. And, you know, they're like, they hear the bell ring and they're like, take a last puff and flick it before they go in the building. It's not that ridiculous, but I've seen some it's very close. young 
smokers, especially if you go outside of Barcelona. Correct. Because we live in a city, in city, and it's very international, and it's very regular. It's it's like any, any city. city. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you really see the, the differences when you leave Barcelona and you go to the smaller towns right. and you see what it truly is. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people smoke. So so I'm and drink wine. Wine, yeah. But they don't they're not they don't get drunk. And they're not hard hard boost drinkers. No. All the hard boost drinkers are all tourists. You can always tell the tourists because they've got hard booze on the table. But everybody's drinking wine and vermouth and vermouth spritzers and cava yeah. and but I like I said, I don't see natives like Catalans, native right. Spaniards who get drunk <laughs> no. or they're not real big beer drinkers. They don't really have a beer industry. I, I noticed. Well, they have um, La Estrella. That's Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of. And there's a couple of Catalan. But it's not beers, a but big it's not that big. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not German. No. You know, it's not a culture like Germany no. where beer is king. Beer is everything. Beer is king and it should be. <laughs> it is the Germans have it down to a science. They okay. really do. Let me do. ask you a question. Best beer, what country? Germany, without a doubt. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you want a beer that, if, if you're playing sports and you want a beer that you can drink as soon as you come off the, um, the basketball court or the soccer field or whatever, they, they have a beer for you. Okay. If you want a heavier beer, like you know, more of a gourmet type, you know, a heavier beer that has that's rich in flavor and so forth, and the alcohol content is higher, they have a beer for you. you do you, Do you understand what I'm saying? Drinking beer in Germany is fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's just just no way around it. Drinking beer in Germany is a lot of fun. They don't have. The idea of a glass of beer. No, no everything comes no. into in a in a quart. Yeah, like quart, it's like a quart glass, it's, and it's not very expensive. And you go to for like a buck, and you go and you order a beer, and it's huge. Yeah. I'm like, I can't drink this, and, and then you drink it. yeah, and you drink it. It's fine, because right. <laughs> I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm not. And then what you do is you have a small shot right. of. Like I don't I don't remember. It's like sometimes it's whiskey, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's like a schnapps. A schnapps. It is a schnapps. Correct. So you um drink your beer with a shot of schnapps. Correct. And you can really get a real nice buzz going. Yes, you can. But then you have this warm, soft, salty pretzel, pretzel. that right. is delicious. <laughs> and you eat your pretzel with that dip thing that they have, that white Dip thing that, that, that they but they have do mustard, the and yeah, mustard. Yeah. Even though I don't, I just I just love, love, it. A, love it, you know. And then you know they have their brat, um, no coles, not coleslaw. What am I doing? What sauerkraut, am, sauerkraut, mm -hmm. and meats. Yeah, and you get a brat. Now a lot of people don't even do that, but oh, you know, a as, a, as a as a tourist, you go into the beer gardens. Oh God! All right, we had a layover in Munich one time. And we were like, let's head to the beer garden. We got a couple of hours to kill. There's no way that I'm going to be stuck in this airport when there's a beer garden like 10 minutes down the road, you know? Yes. So we get on the train. No, we, we walked. Oh, we walked. Yeah. That's right. We walked 
to the beer, beer garden. garden. Yes. And there were a few of them, but we chose the one we chose. Yeah. And we walk in. And you have to understand, it's a beer garden. Gregory was like, <gasps> this is oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a beer, beer garden. garden. It's a garden. Yes. It had picnic tables out. There was a lot of trees. Plants. It was, it was a park. In the middle of the city. It was a park mm-hmm. in the middle of the city with a lot of trees, a lot of vegetation, with a lot of um, bench like picnic, picnic tables, tables all over. And they had play areas for kids to go on. Correct. A huge play area. I mean, it was a huge park. It's a park. And then there's a stand, a pretty big stand. Huge. Where they have beer coming out of a hose. Correct. <laughs> it's like, it's exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's like beer coming out of a hose. And there's beer everywhere. Everywhere. Because he's not... He's never turning it off. Yeah. He's just going... He's just running the hose along. He's stacking... Someone is stacking glasses. These huge, huge glasses. And he's just taking the hose and just running along the glasses until they're full. Correct. He doesn't fill one at a time. He just runs it along because he doesn't want them to foam up. Correct. So he just runs that hose along and runs that hose along until it's done. And then he moves on. To another set, and they take that set away. They put another set, there, and they have at least like, what would you say, about three of these hoses running? No, well, yes, at any time. Yeah, yeah. And there's enough people that are coming through the line buying beer that, that it moves. That and, they, yeah. And it's like a cafeteria because you get a tray, you get your right. pretzel, you get your schnitzel, you get whatever you want. Correct. You you get as much beer, and then you go to the cashier. So it's it's like a um. Yeah, you take your tray, you move your tray along. Correct. Yeah. But it's beer. It's unbelievable. In a garden. It's unbelievable. And it's a beer garden. So that that's pretty. And cool. can I tell you that 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 beer that they serve at the beer garden is perfect. They they. They chose that beer for that beer garden because it's it's extremely cold, extremely refreshing, and it the the alcohol content is low. It does not have a high alcohol content. It's it's made for sitting there. People come after work. Yeah, or at lunchtime. Or at lunchtime. And they just sit there and they drink beer. Now you'll get a, a, a little you'll get a buzz and everything, but if you drink a ton of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one glass of that, and you feel really good, and then you're good to go. Yeah. But, you know, we must have sat there and drank three, and then we had, we were drinking booze. We boozed it up. Yes. Because I think we started with some kind of a whiskey. Yeah. And then we went to schnapps. Correct. So by the time we walked out of there, we were schnookered. Yes. By the time we walked out of that place. <laughs> And um, and you know the kids had been running around, yeah. And and they were you know you, you know I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, there are times when I give my kids beer, okay? Okay. I mean you know I I, I think that it's a good drink mm-hmm. for kids. Yes. Uh, you know it's it's got sweetness to it without the sugar. Mm-hmm. You know now um, my daughter really doesn't like beer anymore. Okay. She used to like it. Okay. But now she don't drink it anymore. Do you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like it. Um, Enser, the, the boy, he still likes it a little bit, but he's he too. I think he's just following her. Okay. So he too does not drink it anymore. Yeah. But they used to. Okay. And um and uh you know it's um 
I think it's a, I think anyone who says, oh my God, he gives his kids beer. You know what? That's the same thing I say when I watch you pour a glass of Coca-Cola for your kid. What? It's just terrible. Yeah, Coca-Cola is, is just terrible. It's a terrible thing to give someone to ingest. Plus, I feel like if kids don't, if there's no mysticism to alcohol, they really won't want it because for the most part, alcohol doesn't really taste that good. It's not conducive to kids' appetite. You know, it, I, 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 you know I do believe that. And, you know, it, it, it was the same thing with um, when Sydney was like, um, when my daughter was like uh, two or three or four years old and we used to let her wear makeup, remember? Yes, yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, you're letting that child put on makeup. And, you know, we didn't put it on her. We let her do it herself. Yes. And she would come, you know, she'd be like, how do I look? And she'd come out looking like, you know, like, like uh, she's uh, like war paint, you know, <laughs> like she's getting ready to, to, you know, attack a wagon train or something. You know what I mean? Yes. But, you know, for her, it was makeup, you know? Yes. And being that it was no big deal and, it's, and she's always had the go ahead to wear, you know, pretty much whatever she wants, makeup, whatever. Mm-hmm. She she hardly ever wears it. Yes, it's, she only wears it now when every she once in a while feels like or it. when I say, Sydney, come on, we're gonna go to such and such. Can't can't you can't do you, your eyes yeah. a little bit or something? <laughs> you know, you know. So you know that's what that's kind of what it um that's what it uh, amounts to. So okay. I think that sometimes it does work in your favor if you um don't make not only are, are, have some level. Mm-hmm. Some level of permissiveness, but also if you don't make a big deal, deal. out of Correct. it. Correct. And that's how I feel about alcohol. It's not that big of a deal. It's everywhere. You can order beer anywhere, um, wine anywhere. And Correct. so the kids don't see it as an issue. And it's the same thing here in Spain. Correct. You know, everybody drinks, everybody but smokes. Not too no pasanada. Yeah, but um, not too much. Yeah, public if, if any public drunkenness, mm-hmm. it's always a tourist. Yeah, always. It's never going to be someone local. It's always going to be a tourist, you know. And that's the other thing, you know. People come here to Barcelona, and, and it is beautiful. And it is, you know, there are these alleyways, and there are these buildings, and it does make you feel like, oh, my God, you're in a storybook or something. Okay. You know, you, people really come here, and they're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Gosh, excuse me. It's like a storybook or something. But, but they, what they don't realize is people, you know, these buildings are not facades. People live, live here. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things with touristy towns. And although I lived in New York, I didn't live in Manhattan, so I didn't understand the idea of the touristiness of living, you know, of living in mm-hmm. a big tourist town. And um I see it here in Barcelona. People see the city as... Especially a va- where we live. Yeah. Too, yeah. And they see the city as a vacation spot. And... Um, for Place th- to let loose. Because, yeah, to Because, let you know, loose. It, is a, um, it is a very permissive town. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. And so people leave their towns where they're from and they come to Barcelona or almost... An, or a lot of towns like Barcelona. Correct. And they decide to go... Crazy to let loose. That's right. Um, because they're on vacation, or that's they're right. on this, and they're gonna drink, and right. they're gonna this, and they're gonna that. 
but they don't take into consideration that people live here. Yes. Like, this is their lives. This, this is, is a functioning family. town. People go to work. People live here. They live here. Yeah, they're not on vacation. They're right. not letting loose. This is their life. And right. a lot of people don't feel like people respect right. the town. And they see um, people leaving work and having um, wine and beer and, and smoking cigarettes at the at the one of one trillion outdoor cafes in this town. Mm -hmm. And they're like, <clears throat> look at this. They're out there partying all the time. Let's party. You know, the, the, the society is built on um, communicating and talking and sitting and having a drink with um, people that you know, people you don't know, you know, Correct. just, you know, that's how, that's what this society is. They don't realize that they're not partying, they're just talking. Correct. And, Correct. you know, because in a lot of places, people don't talk. Correct. So when they see people out on the street, tons of people out of the street, out on the street and tons of outdoor cafes and all of them filled. Yeah. And they're like, this is a party town. Yeah, it's, it's not it's it's, not. it's, it's really not. It's yeah. just it's it's just that people spend time communicating outside and it, they can be out there in the middle of winter sitting outside drinking a beer and having a cigarette and smoking and that's what they do. I find Italy is tackling the tourist issue pretty good. In Venice, mm -hmm. Venice was very clean. We, we recently returned from Venice, and I looked around, and I saw the amount of tourists in Venice. I mean, it is... Unbelievable. It is just... It, I, can, I get it. It's just too many. I got annoyed at how many tourists yes. there were, and I'm a tourist. Right. And I was like... And but we lived in a, a, a neighborhood yeah. while we were and there. Yeah, and I was like, gosh, these tourists, right. you know, and I'm a tourist. Right. Um, but that's how many tourists there were in and around Venice. Yes. And I noticed that Venice was still extremely clean. Yes. And there wasn't public drunkenness and there no. wasn't people acting a fool. Right. And I noticed that everywhere in Venice, their hashtag, their slogan is respect Venice. Correct. Respecta Venetia. Si. Venetia respecta. Respect the town. They just keep putting that into people. Yeah. They put that into people. There wasn't garbage anywhere. The Canals are clean. Canals are clean. I'm like, how do you not get people to throw like a, pa a paper into the, nope. into the canal? Nope. It's almost like, you know, the city itself enforces that respect it. And I don't think Barcelona does that. I don't know if they just don't want to offend or they're afraid that people won't come, but. They should follow Venice. It's and a say, permissive society. I'll tell you, it, um, uh, Venice doesn't have anywhere near the nightlife correct. that Barcelona has either. Yeah, that's true. You know, and um, and it's just a permissive society. You know, it, you know, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're permissive, so they're permissive. You know, the idea, the 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 cure for the Catalans is hire a huge crew mm -hmm. of people yeah. that work for the, the 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 state and they go around in their green state suits yes. cleaning up the streets every yes. day. Yes. They wash them down. 
they power scrub all of um, Gothic and Alborn. Yeah. Multiple e- e- times Erobal. a day. See, see, see. So um, we see that um, you know the the adjuntament mm-hmm. goes on ahead and and hires huge crews of people that work for the government mm-hmm. and 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 they got their trucks, they got their 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 brooms, they got their power washers, they got everything, and they go on ahead and they go street by street, tons of crews, they're all over the place. Every any day, any street you go by, you'll see the people in the green light green suits working. Correct. Correct. But back to beer, my favorite beer. Go on. Was in Belgium. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name, but there's this pink it's a red, it's a red reddish, beer. pinkish Bel- uh, Belgium beer that was just absolutely delicious. It's a beer. It, it um, Like I said, I'm not a big beer fan. Beer is okay. But this beer mm-hmm. in Belgium mm-hmm. was delicious. And that's, that's my favorite beer. The next time I go, I'm going to find that one bar and... Um, and and once again asked them, and I think the the bartender had um, suggested it to me, and um, yeah, it was it was just delicious. Belgian red beer. Uh, I'm sorry, Belgian red beer. Um, uh, it's uh, amber ale. Um, we tried it in the bottle mm-hmm. when we came back to Spain because you can find it. In certain places. Yeah. But you know what? You, it's got to come off tap. Yeah. There's something about that beer that it's, it is just spectacular off tap. Yeah. And it's... Um, um, Wisconsin has a, a Belgian red beer also. Okay. Um, in, in America. Is it a sweet beer? Yeah. It's okay. a, you know, there's a lot of people from Belgium and the Netherlands and, you know, that northern... Kind of going up to Sweden, Finland, Denmark, that Nordic. The, a lot of those um, uh, uh, people from that area settled in yeah. Wisconsin and, yeah. and Michigan and, and, yeah. and um, what is it? Uh, the Dakotas. Correct. You know what I mean? So they've brought some of that with them. And yeah, uh, they do one there. But it's a Belgian, st- it's a Belgian red ale. Okay. And it's a Flemish red. Flemish. Yes. The Flemish. That's the language, yeah? Yes. Flemish. You know, I can, I can, excuse me, I can understand Flemish a lot. When they, when they speak it, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's, it is very close. You know, if you go past it and if you just listen and just flow with it mm-hmm. as they speak it, you can, excuse me, you can figure it out. You know what, what I mean? What, Flemish? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, you can. It's um, but you just have to. You got to go with it. You mm-hmm. have to go with the the rhythm of the language, and then once you allow that rhythm mm-hmm. to 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 to, and and you're flowing with the rhythm of the language, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's a lot of unts and ants and you know what I mean, and and you know, and and um, there's a lot of words like um, a radio and and um, you know, there's just standard. Uh, words that will smatter in there you can i don't know you can figure it it's not a a total it's not like it's not like listening to 
um, Japanese or Chinese. Let me tell you something. Lang- learning or a different... German. I actually was listening because I have a few German friends. I okay. was listening to a video that one shared on Facebook and they were... It was a comedy show and it's hilarious to see Germans do comedy because yes. Germans are yes. not into you comedy. Don't think so, but they are. They are so serious. Yes. So to see them do comedy, it's a very dry... Dry yeah. comedy and it's very funny. So it was a night. Sh- it was like a, um, the Tonight Show. Okay. You know when they're doing a skit, and he's like short to sky fins and you get scamper schoolsin. There were about four words I that I understood that he okay. said, and you still have absolutely no, no idea. idea what they're talking right, about. Right, right. Learning a different language is very difficult. Maybe if you're a linguist and you already know two languages or three languages, you can pick it up. But I'm telling you... Or if you have an affinity for languages. Or if you have an affinity for languages, which I don't know many people who do. Okay. Languages are different and it takes practice and study to learn them. There is no way around it. Okay. It takes work. Yes, it does. And I heard Finnish, and I didn't understand a word of it. You're I, kidding me. You didn't understand anything? I heard Dutch. And yeah, they talk yeah. about how close Dutch is to English. To English, yes. I... Oh, it's almost just like a second language. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. I... I I remember the first time. I was, I, let me tell you something. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Okay. But I, um, I went to, uh, the, Nether- uh, the Netherlands and Holland, which is kind of the same thing. It's a long story. Holland and the Netherlands is the same thing, even though it's not, but it is. Anyway, I went, um, um, there and spent, uh, I don't know. I think I spent about a week up there, a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, and by the time I came back, I was fluent in in, in Dutch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And uh, you know, I've, I've I've you know, but now that was that was like last year or the year before or something. <laughs> so I've forgotten most of it. Now. Well, as fast as it comes, is as fast as it goes. Yes, I remember going to Paris mm-hmm. for the first time. Right. And um, I had been in Spain. Right. For about a few months. Right. And uh, coming to Spain, you know, I took Spanish in, in high school right. and college. And I'm like, yeah, hola, me yeah. llamo, Amy. Right. Como estas? You know, I'm good. I got this. Oh, right. Spain, I got this. Right. This is my jam. Right. I understand. Yo tengo. You know? <laughs> I had yo, yo, my... Yo tengo... Entiendo. See, you know, I, I had my <laughs> conjugations, you know, I understood, the, you know, yes. you got the basics. And yes. then I came here and somebody spoke to me and I froze Yes. because it comes at you like so a fast. smack in the face. Yes. The Spanish and European Spanish very and fast. Latin American Spanish Two different languages. are very different. Yes. And they speak extremely fast yes. and you're like you're left kind Dumbfounded. of yeah like that's okay. not spanish <laughs> <laughs> do you speak spanish yeah. and then 
come to Barcelona. You spawn the damn language and uh, nobody here speaks it. Then you have to think of regional um, dialects. dialects. So or you, languages. Yeah, then you come to Barcelona. And it's not Spanish. Where they do speak Spanish and right. they will speak Spanish with you, but they speak it with a Catalan accent. Well, they speak cat. Don't let them hear you say that. They speak Catalan. But when they speak Spanish to you, which they can. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yes, speak yes. Spanish. Absolutely. With a Catalan accent. accent. That's right. So the Catalan speaking Spanish sounds totally different than, than people person. from Madrid Correct. speaking Spanish. Correct. Madrid has flourishes. You know, it's the real it's flowery. Yeah, yes. you when you hear people from Madrid and the center of Spain speak. It's and sound- Andalusia in these places. No, no. Oh, Andalusia kind of sounds like Cubans. Yes, they yes. cut off, off their, their words. words. Yes. It's very similar to how the United States is. You know, how people in New York speak differently. The people, Boston. People in the South right. versus people in California right. versus people in the Midwest. Everybody right. has an accent. Correct. So it's the same in Spain. Correct. And different regions have different Accents. Yeah, like the Basques. Oh, nobody understands them. <laughs> Their language is not similar to anyone. It's not Spanish. It is nothing. Yes, the Basque region of Spain is Spain, and Spanish people go up to the Basque region, and they are lost. They might as well be in a different country. <laughs> yes. So... Um, when I came to Spain, um, I, I just realized Spanish, it, it was like, okay, I'm starting from scratch, scratch yes. because the Spanish here was very difficult. Yes, it is. It was very fast, yes. and it sounded like this. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. And I'm, I'm like, I, I got nothing. Yeah. I, I got nothing Even there. the TV, like the, when they're talking on television, it, it was... It was indiscernible. Yeah, I couldn't get it. It really was. Now I get it. Yeah. I hear it. Yeah. I can I can get I the idea. I still don't speak it that well though. But I can get it. I speak yeah. it okay. okay. I'm getting it there. Yeah. I'm getting it though. Yeah. But when I went to Paris and then I heard French because here in Barcelona, you you somebody realizes that you speak English or you're not from there, they will They'll switch speak English. to English. Yeah. They're very accommodating. Yes. You know, you're in Barcelona, and 80% of the people will try to communicate with you in, in English. English. If, they yes. take pride in that, yes. the fact that they can speak English. They like to practice. And they like to practice. Yes. So if you're in Barcelona and you're at a store, you're trying to buy food, they will work with you, yes. and they'll get you straight for yes. the most part. Correct. I went to France and they have no such attitude. Not, not a, <laughs> not a bit. They won't even try. Yes. I remember when I, <laughs> you and if you and if you do like have like a destination and you tell them what it is and if you just mispronounce it just a little bit, they won't know. They'll anything. act like they don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, I wanted to go to Leon. Leon, Leon, Leon. It's, it's Leon. <laughs> right. Like, it's that's, that's what I said. No. 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 You know, and um, so, yeah, the French, when I, I, I just was frozen. I had yeah. such anxiety yeah. in, in France and Paris that yeah. they would speak to me in, 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 in French, French, which I have no experience with right. that I don't get. To the point where there's words I knew in Spanish, in, in French. Um, au revoir. There you go. 
<laughs> that ought to get you around How do you Paris. say hello? How do you say hello? Uh, bonjour. Bonjour. Si. But I was so filled with anxiety, I forgot that, you yeah. know? And, and it was, and now I understand how it feels to be in a place where you, you have are, no idea what people what are talking about. What they're talking about. Correct. Um, what was I going to say? There was a commercial. So you were talking about German humor. <laughs> And can I just tell you, there's a commercial, and, and um, anyone who wants to see something that's very funny and very cute, and it's in German, but it's got subtitles, mm-hmm. on YouTube, there's, uh, um, there's two guys in a commercial for Helium Beer. Okay, yeah, did, I saw have, that. did you see that? Helium Beer? Yes. Yeah, go on ahead and go to YouTube and look up Helium Beer, and there's two German guys doing a skit on helium beer and it's so cute and it's so funny and it's a it if you need a laugh during the course of the day <laughs> you will get it in this um in this bit yes. that they put together it's it's, it's fantastic wow you know we it's it's we're at 41 minutes and we haven't gotten to one subject that was planned for today well we got to languages beer gardens that's always fun i didn't plan that well you know you gotta you gotta go with the vibes i'm going with the flow yeah can i say a couple of words about firebrand publishing because that's our sponsor and we haven't even mentioned them what were they on the pay no mind list today tisk tisk they are going to have my hind parts firebrand publishing www.firebrandpublishing.com If you want to publish a book, if you've got a spectacular idea and a spectacular book and, and you know, self-help, how-to, DIY, family history, you know, how valuable would it be for one of the old folks in my family to do a family history book before they are no longer. Do you under, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How valuable would that be? And then um and 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 just add to it year by year. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I would add on my generation and then my kid would add on his generation and and so on and, and have so a family on. history. Yes, in in book form like in volume 1, volume 2. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could start with you know. It could start with, um, my, with my beginnings. Yeah. I would start it with me because you know, um, you know, because God sent down his, his only son. You see. <laughs> oh wow! So it would begin with me. Oh wow! And then from there, then I would start uh, volume one. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I, the, you, you remember those stories that they told when I turned wine into a drunken night of debauchery? Do you remember <laughs> that story? <laughs> was that you? Yeah, that was me. God. That was mine. Um, anyway, Firebrand Publishing can put this type of, um, of uh, book together for you um, with a hard cover, soft covers, ebooks. I mean, there's so much. That's available in that uh, communication venue these days. And it is so important for people to add 
their stories and their lives into the human diaspora that is life. Firebrand Publishing, www.firebrandpublishing.com. Also, you can uh, call in America, I've been told about this, 888-748-08. I'm sorry, eight. Oh my God. I'm giving you the number to the radio station here. Hold on. For a five round. Pot. They are going to have my hind parts. I'm telling you, I screwed up this whole commercial. Um, uh, 1-844-378-2669. 1-844-378-2669. Speak to Amy or Melissa or any of the good folks at Firebrand Publishing. Okay. Um, Amy, we're, we're practically um, 86 time. Can I get a time run on this? Because the, the our engineer is... Um, Looks like he's getting ready to go out for a sandwich. Well, give me the time on this, Abe. And uh, let me see if I have a, a couple of minutes to go into the 44-43. This is a 45-minute show. We actually have 10 seconds left of airtime. But you know what? I don't care. I'm going over. You know why I'm going over? Why? Because I love it. And I love my listeners, mm -hmm. and I love what I do, and I don't care. I'm going over, and if they don't like it, they can let me know in the next meeting, okay? Nice. Nice. <laughs> because I'm going over. And I'm going to just, I, I just want to get to one thing. I will get to the rest of this tomorrow, because this is supremely important. This is big news. This is almost on a huge political scale. And I know how much you don't really like politics, Amy. Yes, I don't. We had a, a talk about that yesterday as I was wanting to enter. I, I don't, I, I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about the structure of America and how it's put together. Okay. And that maybe it's time to tweak the structure of America, of America's political and legal system and maybe tweak it so that it's more representative of the people in the country. Okay. And this story that I'm going to hit on is is huge and it's big and I'll just I'm just going to touch on it today and hopefully if 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 I've got my head on straight we'll pick it up tomorrow, okay? Okay. Okay. The number one sandwich in America the number one sandwich. The sandwiches? Yeah. They're doing sandwiches. <laughs> yes, this is a political thing. Now, remember, there are people that are going to be like, oh, that is a bunch of crap. Yes. Do you understand? This is a regional political thing. People are going to be up in arms. Yes. The number one sandwich, best sandwich in America. Mm-hmm. I, I should have cued a, a drum roll for this. But that's the, is the New York City chicken parmesan hero. Woo hoo! I, I I love that sandwich. You love the chicken parmesan hero? Yeah. That is the um the uh, uh number one sandwich um in America. The best sandwich in America. 
Um, it's uh, it's uh, it, it, they even have a specific place. Mm-hmm. That they're saying is the best uh, uh, sandwich in um, uh, um, uh, Parmesan Hero Sandwich. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in uh, the Uber. A successful Italian American eatery has been expanded to many restaurants. And they're on Mulberry Street in Little Italy in, in Manhattan, in Lower Manhattan. Got it. And um, being that they're not. Uh, a sponsor, we did not mention their name. Good. If they want to talk to us, we'll be glad to have to share a few words with them. Okay. But, uh, we'll, but we'll give you this much. They're on Mulberry Street. When Mulberry Street's not that long, so you should be able to find it. <laughs> What's the name of it? I'm not going to tell oh, you. Just tell them that, what the name is. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, the chicken parm is the number one sandwich in America at this uh, first of all the, the New York chicken parm is the number one sandwich and this place is allegedly to have the best chicken parm in New York you know these ratings they're always so subjective like did he taste did one person taste all these different sandwiches and how did they know first of all oh we'll scroll down for a second does that Chicken parm sandwich has a bread with sesame seeds. Yes. Right there. That's disqualified. No way would a chicken parm sandwich have be on a bread with sesame seeds. That won't work. It's got a bay leaf in it, I think. Is that, Is that a, bay a bay leaf or spinach? No, no, no. I think that's a bay leaf. Okay, fine. But sesame Wait, seeds... No. On a chicken parm sandwich is a no go. No way is that the best sandwich in America. No way. That's what the see. I knew this was gonna turn political. <laughs> it's gonna turn political. <laughs> yes, it is. There's gonna be a lot of problems here. Okay, so it, it it it's a. They say that the the picture does not absolutely do it justice, but there's your sesame seed bread. Bay leaf, you got your chicken and and some kind of cheeses. What do you think about sesame sauce. seeds? It's not my favorite. On not an my favorite. Italian on Italian bread, sandwich? it doesn't. It, I no I don't know way. how they do that. Yeah. Why? I've never. I to be honest with you, I've very seldom seen sesame seeds I've on Italian seen, bread. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, and the flavor of sesame seed doesn't seem like it would match with that flavor. There's no need for what, it. What do you have against sesame seeds? Nothing. I'm, I'm, I, sesame I, seeds have, have feelings too, okay, you know. Okay, all right. You know, the, the, you know you're, you're here single-handedly um, um, tanking the sesame seed I'm industry. I'm not. I'm just saying it doesn't work with Italian food. With, with mozzarella cheese, Parmesan cheese, and sesame seeds? Doesn't go. Because sesame seeds is kind of sour and it's got a tang to it. There's a whole lot of them. I know, and there's a ton of them. It's not even like a little bit. It's like a, I don't know, anyways. Not not for me. There's a ton of them on there, (laughs) Yes. All right, so that's the best sandwich. I'm going to give you the top three, and then um, we're going to get out of here, okay? Okay. All right, the number two sandwich. I'll give you the top two. Tomorrow, he's really waving me off. We're already over 50 minutes. Um, Is... The second best sandwich is in Denver, Colorado. Okay. And that's the lamb and harissa sandwich. What's harissa? It's a good question. I um 
I think harissa is like a, um, it's a green of some kind, I believe. Hold on, I gotta get a, I don't have a picture of this sandwich. But um, I believe it's like a, it's like some kind of a green, almost like a, a, a nope, it's a hot chili pepper. Okay, is it Indian, harissa? The name um, sounds like it's. Asian some yeah it's, Mag- it's uh, Arabic Arabic okay of pepper um, so it's a um, lamb and pepper sandwich and let me see his here we go I got a picture look at this so there's your lamb first of all some- the sandwich looks dry yeah it does look a little dry <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I look. Like it looks like if I would take a bite of that sandwich, I choke. Yeah, you need a you need to <laughs> you need to eat it in a beer garden so you can chase it with one of those quarts of uh, German beer. Yes, I feel like the bread is too thick. The the, slice- the bread is very. It's almost like a um. I know it's not, but it's almost the thickness of like a Texas toast. Yes. Look how thick that yeah, is. Yeah, two Texas toasts with some green whatever. And this, that the looks lamb. like some kind of spinach or cilantro. And or I like lamb, but I feel like with the bread being so thick, it might take away from the taste of, of the, the lamb. lamb. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't. Because lamb can be a little subtle sometimes. Yeah, especially if it's good lamb. Yeah, you yeah. know, and lamb needs some sauce. Yes, it does. A lamb, a lamb sandwich needs to be saucy. Yes, it does. You know, it's too dry. There's nothing, there's nothing with Come it. Come on. That's going to choke me and annoy me when I eat it. Well, this is the second best sandwich. Um, it is a in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the lamb and harissa Sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. This is as 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 you can see. These are the names of the restaurant. See it. Okay. And look at the name of this restaurant. See it. Okay. And we will not share the name until they come to us oh. and say a few words. I say do a service. But and the share. folks um, are no stranger. These folks are no stranger on the Colorado restaurant scene. Um. And uh, they have two of Boulder's best restaurants and one of Denver's best restaurants. And uh, this place is supposed to be a spectacular. This That's on a ciabatta bread. That's what that is. I ciabatta? knew it. Ciabatta? Yeah, What's a ciabatta? ciabatta bread. This bread. What does that mean? Um, It's a type of bread. And it is kind of thick. And it, 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 it's not doughy. It's kind of on the soft side, on the inside. And, and it takes a nice crunch. But you know what? For the thickness of the interior of this sandwich, mm-hmm. it is the bread is too thick. Yeah. Yes. Way too thick. That would have even worked on a focaccia. Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> and it needs, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big, I'm not the kind of person that wants a sandwich with a ton of meat inside of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. I like, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, you go to these places like Carnegie Deli, that well, rest in peace. Oh, it's no longer. Mm-hmm. And and cats and places like this and and what they do is they stack it with two pounds of pastrami with a, with two pieces of rye bread on the outside, and it's you know for me I can't eat that. 
Correct. It's it, too much. Yeah, I can't eat. That's, That's not three, a sandwich. It's for three people. Yeah, and, and and not only is it for three people, but you got to order order more bread. Yeah. Because there's just too much meat between two pieces of bread. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not a, a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. But there's this sandwich is not proportionate. There's not enough um, interior to this sandwich for the based on the amount of the thickness of the Correct. bread on the outside. Yeah. That's suspect. I'm sure there are other Denver um, establishments that can't believe that, you know. That they got number one. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are so upset right now as we speak. But um, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's go on ahead and save this because this is some really good stuff. <laughs> and... and um, and then what we'll do is, you know, the sandwiches are, are very uniquely American in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, the, we have the um, bocadilla here in um, Spain. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so There's the bratwurst. That's a sandwich. Yeah, kind of. Well, can you have that just without the bread? It's just yeah, you sandwich. can. Yeah, they, but they do it as a sandwich. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying America got sandwiches to go. I mean, you, there's yeah. always sandwiches of all kinds in yes. America. I mean, America has some things that are unique to America that are spectacular, like, you know, fried Snickers uh, uh, candy bars. Okay. No one else anywhere in the world will fry a Snickers bar. <laughs> okay. Hey. Well, so that, Asians fry ice cream. Yes, they do. Which yeah. seems pretty cool. Yeah, it does. But Americans will fry ice cream. Yes. We'll yes. fry anything. Okay. 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 Easy. Jesus. Put the spear away. Okay. Okay. So, um, and that's what I'll do until tomorrow. And then I'll bring it back out again because I'm not going to have you uh, tell me that I can't fry ice cream. Okay. You know how to fry ice cream? No, I don't. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, it's always a pleasure. Love always you to death. A pleasure. Love you to me death. Too. And, um, if Always next time, a if you yes, we, you know, Amy gets distracted sometimes. She's speaking into her shirt here or something. But we're glad to have you. It's always a pleasure to have you. And um, great being here. Great. And uh, um, cue music. I don't know. I guess it's already. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I can't tell. I did. I I pulled out my monitor uh, by accident. I got excited over the sandwiches. Sandwiches and, will do that. Yes, and I pulled the cord and my monitor came loose. <laughs> so now I can't even tell if it's cute music. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll tell you, it's been a real pleasure. 